Greetings. We are here. We're here. We're angry. Take two. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow. you were You were talking before we got cut off about how you... Uh, Lost a calf. This yeah, weekend. it was. So uh, why don't you? We went out there, <laughs> and, and it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a great story necessarily, but I was, you know, um, Sunday night. Uh, I went out to the pasture with my wife, and I was just commenting the day before on um, the mother of this calf, who's she's like a guarantee. You know, every calf, calf is always healthy. She takes great care of them and everything. And then the next time we go out there, we can't find a calf. And it was, and she was very distressed. So mm. the, the mother was just, she was freaking out. Was the calf a boy or a girl? Uh, this one is a bull calf, yeah. Okay. So You use um, the correct terminology. Just... Yeah, it's a, it's a boy. <laughs> it's so, a boy or a girl. Yeah, and we can, we can trust the science on that with calves. Um, anyhow, before I go off an entirely different Ooh. tangent... You're going to make some people so, angry. <clears throat> so we went all around, you know, Shelly and I drove around the entire pasture looking and it got dark. And so I went back uh, yesterday after the Memorial Day service and I was searching all over the place and, and went all around the perimeter and through every bush and bramble out there. And uh, I was getting really frustrated not not finding it. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, anyway, I found the calf and came you know, as, as I was coming back up, after spending the entire time, I was supposed to be uh, painting the house and doing stuff with, with my wife. Uh, it was our work day that we were going to have. But instead, I was looking for this calf. So I, I'm just giving up, and I walk up, and here's the calf laying, you know, next to the, the lane after all of that, <clears throat> which I was excited for. That was, that was good. The mother was very excited. The calf was very excited. Everybody's happy. And uh, so anyway, I was talking to my nephew, or my, not my nephew, my grandson, uh, Zachary took him for a little ride out there and showed him the cattle and where our new house is going to be. And so he's asking me what we're going to paint the house. Because mm. we're supposed to be painting the old house, but when we build it, what color are we going to paint the house? And he suggested, and, and I haven't told Shelly this yet, so if she happens to hear this podcast, she'll get the new suggestion for how to paint the house. And <clears throat> I was kidding around with him. I said, maybe we should paint it Spider-Man colors. You know? And Zachary said, you should paint it Hulk colors. You know, it should be green and purple. purple. Yeah, and, and that would be great because Hulk is the best. You know, he loves the Hulk. And uh, <clears throat> got to thinking about the fact that the Hulk is basically a rage monster. I mean, that's what he does is right. uncontrolled passions. And this anger takes control of him and he turns into this super-powered thing. Listen, if this which is, is going to be good, a Marvel podcast, I'm going to have to go. Which is, <laughs> I can go D.C. if you want. but <laughs> I know, but I understand he, the premise did, of the Hulk. But he didn't mention the painting of the house with D.C. characters. I understand. Although, uh, I thought he was going to go Batman. He went Hulk. Batman would be a little uh, so, dreary for your thing, house. The thing about Hulk... Uh, I don't think we're going to do green and purple, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that could also be Barney. But, but uh, don't get me started on Blue's Clues. So the, uh, the whole thing with the Hulk is he's this you know, brilliant scientist, mild-mannered uh, professor type, until the anger takes control of him, and, and then it, has, it, it affords him great power, but mm-hmm. the destructive force of it is overwhelming. So Hulk's never really been a true hero he's more of an anti-hero kind of kind of modeled after frankenstein's monster where you don't have the control you don't have the check the character that that guides this 
you just have the emotions running Didn't wild. in like the later movies he figure out how to control it and like do whatever? Yeah, they, they had a series in the in the books of the uh, Professor Hulk. And so at yeah. the end of um, Endgame, I think it was Endgame. Spoiler alert. Um, he, he, if you haven't seen it by now, you ain't going to see <laughs> it, right? It. <laughs> uh, so they have this scene, you know, after all of the stuff that's going on. And, and uh, he's got the best of both worlds. He's either. like intelligent, whatever, but he's the Hulk. Yeah, so he's huge and green, but now he's in control of his emotions and stuff. <laughs> you ever think... <laughs> and he's actually got his clothes on because he right. must have had a good tailor for it. Here's what, here's what I want to say real quick that has nothing to do with what we're talking about because we always do that at some point. The Hulk. Yes. I saw that like last scene. I've seen clips of Endgame and stuff on YouTube. Hard not to. Like, is it weird that I think he's better looking as the Hulk? Like in that version when he's intelligent. Oh, it, well, yeah, the CGI helps smooth things right. out, like, you know. Like, I thought the Beast was better looking as the Beast in, in Beauty and the Beast than when he became a, a human. Let's not get into... That's probably true. Let's not get into It does probably <laughs> say a lot about you as well, but the... Uh, <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I will say I think Mark Ruffalo is the best Hulk that they've had. Not that he and I would agree on anything in... What was the other one? Edward the Norton? Because he wouldn't be a good Hulk. Edward Norton was... He was good in his own right. The movie wasn't great. And uh, Eric Bannett, I thought, did a nice job as well. But, you know, good, not great. Movie wasn't great. Um, but Mark Ruffalo brings more, um, less moodiness as Banner, in my opinion. So you, you see more of a contrast between the personality types. Mm -hmm. He's kind of, he's, Mark Ruffalo is really good at awkward, at, at the, you know, I'm kind of self-deprecating. And, yeah, nerdy, got the... You know, kind of the rough voice, rough exterior look, but yet still super nerdy. So I think it kind of worked out well. Truthfully, the best Bruce Banner ever was Bill Bixby back on the television series way before Bruce you Banner, did, so. Bill Bixby. But, That's why. Yeah, could be. Could, could very well be. But when his eyes turn green, you know. his eyes turn green? Is that a thing about the Hulk? No, but it was in the, oh. it was in the TV show. He'd get angry. You know, that's when the, the great line, you know, don't make me angry. You right. don't like me when I'm angry. Right. Another uh, uh, anger pop culture figure that this sermon was making me think of um, was from uh, Inside Out and the emotion of anger. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And now I forget who played that. Louis Black? Yes. That would so. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think it's interesting how, and I'm sure there are other depictions that we're not thinking of, of famous angry people or whatever, angry depictions but um in that particular world uh which was kind of a trip of a movie for kids i thought but um a lot of depth in it yes which is why it's a trip of a movie for kids or mm -hmm. adults uh in that movie every emotion or at least the four or five that they focused on um one had to be in the driver's seat. That was the whole mm. point of the thing. Until they figured out at the very end that they could play off each other and two yeah. could be in control or whatever. But I thought that was interesting how, and I thought kind of correct, especially when it comes to like extreme emotions like anger or sadness. It's very easy to let that 
just control and drive you and drive right. what you do. So I thought that was pretty accurate. Uh, no, that's good. I, I should have thought about that prior to the sermon, but I'm glad that you brought that out today. Well, that's all I have to Because that really is a good, I mean, it's a good picture that our, our emotions are always fighting for control. Right. And, you know, anger is a better fighter than the other right. emotions, right. I guess. Right. So, and it's like, I think there were points in the movie where anger would like push the others out of the way and be like, let me do this. And then, da, da, da. Well, what and was the sadness one? Uh, it was the lady from The Office. I yeah. forget. Yeah. What, what, her name what was is. the character called? Was it sadness? Was yeah. It just sadness? yeah, they were just the names of their emotions. Yeah. So you know, like, well, I mean, like, joy is easy, right? right? But uh, just the way she just would flop down. Right. <laughs> sadness does that right. in, in our lives so much. You know, depression. The word depression is such a good depiction mm-hmm. of the emotion. And that you're just you're pressed down. Right. And, and she was just kind of life frump, is frumpy heavy. and like yeah. hunched over and whatever. And, and there's a there's a place in our lives for all of these emotions, and that's that's one of my favorite things about that movie. And there were things I probably didn't like about it, but I can't remember them because the good things, because there's always something I don't like. I didn't like Bing Bong. But the good things about it overwhelmed <laughs> that, you know, as you're as you're dealing with right. the idea of emotions and how this all they do wrestle for control. Mm-hmm. And as we mature, as we grow, we learn how to control those emotions rather than letting those emotions control us. I read an article today that said emotions demand to be felt, but it's how you respond to that that is what matters. Absolutely. You're not yeah. going to be able to control what emotions come, but yeah. how you react to that is is what what uh, what matters. Uh, I always will talk about the, the difference between the thermometer and the right. thermostat, which I'm pretty sure I stole from Neil Anderson. He probably stole it from somebody else. I may have stolen it from somebody else. I don't know, but <clears throat> but the idea don't that steal, kids. that, that uh, it, it is an indicator. Like right. you know, our emotions tell us something. There's something, uh, some stimuli that we are responding to, and whatever those stimuli are, they're not invalid or not real. I mean, sometimes they are. Sometimes it's imaginary stimuli, but there's something that's pulling the trigger, and when that happens, we have to be in enough control of our of our faculties to say, well, wait a minute, this is or is not reality. This response is or is not appropriate and be able to, to steer through to that. To control your emotions instead of letting them control you. Absolutely, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. So like you said, it's, it's what you do about it is big. And one of the things that's been on my mind since Sunday. Um, it doesn't it, feel like Tuesday. Memorial Day yesterday the, yeah, and then all my thrown day. off. Um, it is the fact that not um, it's not just our actions in response that make something sinful or not sinful. Mm. Very often it's our motives, mm. it's our attitude about it. So I can do all the right things outwardly that other people can see. I can you know have happy, peppy Facebook posts or whatever, but still in my internal self my motive is bad and and even when you look at um paul quoting the old testament passage saying that you know do good to your enemy and it's like heaping uh, burning coals on their head if my attitude is i really want to heap burning coals on their head then kill them with kindness i'm already in a sinful state even if no one else sees it god does and so that attitude that motive within me can make a good action still bad, you know. I, but I can't make a bad action good, no matter how good my motives are. So right. if I do the wrong thing, 
even if I have a good attitude about it, even if I have the right reasons, there is no good way to do a bad thing. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things that, you know, as we look at anger in general, and anger is complex. And, and in, in some ways, it's one of the more, I don't know if I could say it's the most complex emotion. I've read somewhere that it's the most complex emotion. I don't know if that's accurate or not, um, but it's not far from it if it isn't. It's certainly you know, on the high end of complexity because there are so many different kinds of anger, uh, so, so much you know, intensity. You know. Well, I guess you know, when we look at things like um, you know, romantic love, there's, there are, there's a lot of complexity with that as well. And so the, the things that can lead into that can be horrifically destructive or they can be wonderfully helpful in building families. So you know, with anger... I think this is one where we as Christ followers historically have a lot of confusing messages mm -hmm. that we deal with from, you know, you should never, ever, ever, ever get angry for any reason, just be stoic all the time. Or, you know, the far other extreme is, you know, the, think of the, the alt-right extremist, crazy, you know, white nationalists that people will talk about, folks that, that will get all um, so been out of shape that I'm just going to start swinging my Bible like a club and, right. and I'm always angry about everything because like the world the, is terrible. What do you call it? What's that church that always pickets everything? Westboro Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a picture of an angry Christian right. that totally justifying sinful anger and mm -hmm. sinful, sinful attitudes and behaviors. And not that the things that they're angry about are always inappropriate. When you're angry about sin, that, that, that is right. But what they do with that is a whole other level. And the fact that they embrace the anger more. Nobody thinks of Westboro Baptist and says, oh, wow, they really love Jesus. Right. They think, oh, wow, they really hate people. Right, <laughs> you know, right, they really right. Hate right. Yeah, right. And, <clears throat> and that's, not, that's not what Jesus said. Right. You know, he, he didn't say you're gonna, the world's going to know that you're my disciples by your anger about things. That right. is exactly the opposite. And yet... Sometimes we work so hard at suppressing that or, or alleviating or avoiding that anger that we don't fight, that we don't stand up. And that's not real either. We, you know, we have to live in reality as it is, not as we wish it were. So if we're going to connect the reality of God to the realities of everyday life and our, our experiences are going to cause anger at times, we're going to have, have things that just set us off, that push our buttons. And it's appropriate Oh, man, parenting, as, as a parent of a young child, uh, you probably have some emotions that go through your mind every oh, once in a while. Uh, because there's one thing about... It's like this every day. <laughs> there's one thing that I know about young children is they can push your buttons. And, All and, of them. And, and sometimes at the same time. Yes. Like, you it's are like so adorable. Going. I love you so much. And I want to <laughs> destroy you right now. Oh, golly. Uh, and, and then you deal with the guilt from all the negative feelings. and, and I never have guilt. Especially, I think it's worse as a single parent because you it's don't horrible. have a partner there with you. You feel like you're constantly of. failing. Right. And it's mostly because you are. Um, because Thank we are you. all constantly go failing. Jump <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. I'm constantly failing too. And, and your and, kids are mostly grown. Yeah, that's, now I've got a whole new generation to fail with. So, you know, <laughs> life is like baseball. Parenting is like baseball. You're going to fail the majority of the time. You keep learning from it and going forward. Uh, and when I say fail the majority of the time, I'm speaking slightly hyperbolically as we're, as we're going through life. But mostly realistic. But there's, 
it, we have to redefine the win because sometimes sometimes a foul ball is the best thing you could do in the situation. Right. You know, you, you're just not going to get a hit out of it. I, uh, the For you non-sports lovers, you're in the wrong podcast. That's Sorry. Me. So, so I'm in the wrong podcast. <laughs> no, you're playing softball this week. You That's did, you're false. Taking, you're taking my spot. False. 100% false. I might swing by and say hello. I wish they served hot dogs But there. you did play softball. I know this. What do we call sure. it? Playing? Oh, yes. you mean I played it like in I played I, it like I, when I was a kid. I saw pictures of you when you were a kid. I played it for quite a while, like several years, yes. and then it got scary. And, and sometimes pictures, other parents got nasty pictures too. Pictures got faster, and then like we're hitting yes, yeah. people, and I'm like, no, I ain't doing this. It ain't worth it. So right? I joined the marching band. See, um, anyway, another sport. <laughs> I, I did that solely so I could get out of gym. Um, <laughs> if you did four years of marching, you didn't have to take gym. Yeah, you got, um, got to spend some time with football games. Yeah, all right. That was riveting. That was your primary motive, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, the other day. Uh, we were talking about the important things, weren't we? I was, now I'm going to go back and talk about my child. <laughs> he's important. He's, I, he's, yes, the button pusher. I, the button pusher, who I feel like is probably not going to play sports. He's not that athletically inclined as a three-year-old. Is anybody really as there a three-year-old? There are some who are like super okay, my into grandson sports. Levi, but that's... But they're like super, like, they're, you can tell yeah. if a kid is going to be into sports. George is into, Sometimes. like, music. I think he's going to be musically inclined. Big surprise. Um, I wonder why that would be. What was that? Something just fell in front of me. I think it was a giant fly. No, it was like a... Alien? Hair or something from above. Anyway. It's not good. Anyway. <laughs> the the sky is falling. The sky is <laughs> it's falling. It's going off the rails. Anyway. Uh, we have rails? <laughs> that would have helped a lot. The other day. Or training wheels. The other day. Child? Child. My child. Who has training wheels. The other um, day. I, I, thought, I th- had a failing moment. I thought. <laughs> nice picture of him on the tricycle, by the way. That was He was just adorable. watching the people go by. Adorable. Um, things keep falling, Rich. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, I'm not seeing him, so. <laughs> I'm losing it. Don't know what to tell say. me if you see it on the video. Although I am um, blind, so that's probably a factor. Uh, I thought that I, I had kind of a bad day, and I thought that uh, I was doing not a great job as a parent. I thought, you know, because I was yelled at him, and, you know, he wasn't listening, and blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, he, he, we were just sitting on the couch kind of relaxing, and he goes, Mommy, we're very lucky today. I said, oh, we're very lucky. Why are we lucky? And he goes, it was, it was uh, Saturday. And he goes, because there was no school today, and we had nothing to do, and we just got to be home all day, Mommy and Georgie. And he goes, I love you, Mommy. And so I, I effectively went into the kitchen and wept. Um, <laughs> but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like these up and down uh, things where you feel like you're failing – and then I've probably failed five minutes later, but... Uh, that would make you normal. Yeah, but that's, I don't know, getting back on track here, but well, that's, I mean, that's I another think, emotion that, you know... I think that's part of the whole complication of right. this. Because when we're talking about anger, it really represents all of our emotions. Whenever our emotions are in control, we're in a bad spot. Right. And, and so the devil is going to use things like that, anger, you know... Lust, depression, guilt, guilt, all these things to look for that foothold that, that Paul is admonishing us not to let him have. And mm-hmm. so uh, the, the focus verse um, for the Sermon Sunday was Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Way, every time you said that, I had Elton John in my head. Uh, <laughs> every it, time. It, it happened to me a lot as well. I was like, ugh. Uh, but you know, don't don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, and don't uh, give the devil a foothold. And and these things all are part and parcel of the same package. So, the devil's constantly looking to gain that traction, that that place where he can get 
I saw it that time. Thank what you. I don't know. There's, I think there's a fly that's catching okay. the light is what's happening. Anyhow, I don't know how because it's like 50 degrees in here. But anyway, the, uh, the idea here is that when we hold on to this anger and we let it settle in and we let it have control of us so that now... We're not controlled by the spirit. We're controlled by our feelings. And and as an even in an Old Testament setting, we see Proverbs three, five, and six, talking about trusting the Lord with all our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, but submitting to Him and everything, so that He then straightens our paths. That's uh, an Old Testament equivalent to walking by the spirit. And if right. we if we walk according to the spirit, then we won't gratify the desires of the flesh. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. I, I thought so. uh, also this came up on my Facebook memories today uh, from 2016, and it was from Ephesians 4. There you go. And it was, get rid of all anger, bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So we were doing Ephesians 4 in 2016. So Paul is summarizing in that what he's saying in the, in the rest of this right. paragraph about or a couple of paragraphs depending on your translation um, <clears throat> so this this idea of um, of anger is bigger than just don't get angry and, right. and it's not I I'm still astonished I heard this before I was surprised at how many published commentaries uh, or or you know known preachers sermons making this sound like Paul is saying that you should be angry. You, mm. you know, be angry. There's lots of reasons to be angry. Be angry as if it's a command, right. which is not, it's neither logical nor grammatically necessary. That what he's saying here is not an imperative, but a concession. It's an acknowledgement. You're going to be angry. You're going to, that's going to happen. That's, it's like him saying, you know, be breathing. Well, Duh. He's but not, when you breathe. He doesn't have to command you to breathe you know, if you're breathing, right? right? So uh, the same kind of thing here when we're dealing with emotions. We're going to have emotions, mm -hmm. but what we can't do is let those emotions take over. They're, you know, Whether you're talking about a kid in driver's ed or our general principle of life, don't let your emotions drive. Mm -hmm. So you know, when you have a kid learning to drive, my daughter's taking driver's ed this summer hey. and from Mr. G's, Steve Graziano. Nice. Um, you taught me. So, taught me how to go through the drive-through. <laughs> and I feel so old now. But anyhow, uh, when that was what we had to do, we had to go through drive-throughs. Koziel, pull into this. Did lobby. you have to buy for him? Because you know, no. Then he missed a great opportunity. I got double. This is part of the thing here. So before you get this, I need this. Uh, I need this burger. No, I got so. double because I worked for his family <laughs> while I was taking drivers oh, that's in. Right. Yeah. And so he'd come into the pizza place, and I'd be making a pizza. Koziel, move over. You, You're not doing you this right. You probably made the Steve special for me at one point. Oh yeah, probably did. Underneath, I'm but. sure. Anyway, Anyhow, so as we're. Uh, Looking at this, you know, a, a child learning to drive has got all kinds of emotions. The nerves, you know, the, the stress, the frustration, the anger. Well, to become a good driver, you learn to control those emotions rather than letting them dictate crash. how right. you drive. And when you see people in Three Oaks on Memorial Day weekend who are constantly angry behind the wheel. Or walking on Three Oaks Road in the middle oh, of the road. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, my my father-in-law pulled out of, of oh, Side Street Bias, pulled out of Beach Street. And he's going, and he's probably going 25. You know, that is it, the speed it, limit. it didn't take long for him to, right. to get up to that. This nice person, guy, wonderful this, fellow. This who I definitely was not going to say clown, uh, <laughs> who was coming at had to be 35 minimum. Oh, he was driving know, from from 
the downtown business area. Okay. It comes up right up on Gary's bumper. Never should have been close to him if the guy's going the speed limit. And he's angry because Gary's in his way. Whips out through this, you know, no passing downtown uh, thing and whips around him and passes him. Uh, in the, he's letting his emotions drive. And right. bad things happen when you do that. Somebody gets their dog run over or their kid run over because you're being stupid in your emotions. And that's what happens in a, in a grand sense. To use that just kind of as a metaphor. When, when we let anger drive, then it, it puts the devil behind the wheel. It lets him right. take control. And we don't, immediately think of, we don't immediately think of our con- the consequences from that. We but don't. But there are right. always. Right, Whether exactly. they're big or small, they're always. That driving's a perfect example. Right. You're not think At this point, I'm just mad. Right. You've blocked my goal, and I'm angry. And so I'm going to whip around you. I'm probably going to blare on my horn. And I'm, my focus is on you. My focus right. is on my anger right now. Right. Not on the possibility of an accident, whatever else is going right. on around me. Some some kid running out because right. it's a residential neighborhood. Um, I'm not focused on what's going on in your life and, and why you know if you may be driving slowly because you just lost your father. Right. You know who knows any number of different things that are going on. Uh, but I'm focused only on this how I feel hulking rage monster right. inside of me. Uh, and, and when we do that, that's exactly why the devil keeps putting us in these situations whenever he can. What, whatever he can do to gain an advantage, it's, it's a strategic advantage that he's looking for. Uh, and God uses the same things that the devil uses to shipwreck us. God uses to shape us. Hmm. He's already aware of that. There's no trick that the devil pulls out of his playbook that God hasn't already already ordained and planned to be part of his greater plan for our good and his glory. Right. So as we as we do this, our focus as Christ followers, and I guess this is one of the things I want to always make sure that, that we're getting at is Paul's not talking to unbelievers. Right. If you are if your life is governed by your flesh and not by the Spirit of God, which it cannot be governed by the Spirit of God if you're outside of Christ, if you're outside of the family of God. But if I'm governed by the flesh, well, then all of the self-control in the world isn't going to make me right with God. Now, that doesn't mean I shouldn't have self-control, right. but it means I'm going to be working at having better flesh mm-hmm. rather than walking according to God's Spirit. Seems gross when you put it that way. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> there are just some words that are trigger words for you. But if we, you know, as Christ followers, we want to reflect the reality of Christ. We want to show His character in everything that we do. And we know that Jesus got angry. We, we see that more than once in Scripture. Right. But the anger never drove him. It never ruled him. His character ruled the anger that, that came up. So Christ's anger was always perfectly aligned with God's will. Right. He was angry about sin, and yet it never diminished the fact that he loved those people that that were committing these I things. I mean, you can so, look back in the Old Testament and see that God got angry. Right, with <laughs> with Israel. Right. I mean, repeatedly. So the same God who is rich in love, right. abounding in mercy, does not let the wicked go unpunished. And when he's dealing with his own people, it was his love that drove his anger, right. not the other way around. He didn't get angry to have a temper tantrum. Right. And so God's wrath is not like our right. wrath. Uh, when we're looking at the different things that, that we're dealing with, as a mother, as a parent, it is important. It's not just appropriate. It is important for you to be angry about certain things in defense of your child, in the discipline of your child. There are things that 
just should not be. And that ought to bring a certain type of anger. That does not mean we let that anger take control. That's when it becomes abusive. That's when it becomes you know, inconsistent and unstable. Um, but it should, it, it, it should raise a, a sort of ire in us as we're dealing with things. But if the anger controls us, then we're not disciplining our child, right? Then, then we're punishing and going beyond. And, and I want to differentiate between punishment and retribution for an evil act and discipline, discipline which is the shaping of, of a life. And so as a parent, my anger shouldn't be driving me toward retribution. Right. Society will do that. Right. Reality will do that. My love for my scenario. child should drive my anger so that right. just as God was angry with Israel and said, because I love you and you, I chose you to be mine, I've set you apart for myself, I have trained you, you are in rebellion against me, and I am angry. I think that's an important point. Like with, with George, with my child, I if I punish him for something or discipline him for something, I explain beforehand and afterward why I did that and I don't want to do I say I don't want to do this I don't want to I hate this but this is what we have to do I think the biggest picture of of Jesus getting angry that sticks out in my mind is when he goes to the temple and you know overturns the tables and things like that but it is for a purpose it's not just I'm mad because this 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 that he was disciplining in a sense I mean he was showing them this is what it's supposed to be and so I think it was necessary. Right. It was it was in defense of the poor. Right. It was in the defense of God's name and His honor, and, and that was appropriate. Right. So is there an argument to be made that I think we automatically associate anger with being a negative thing, but there's a time and place for it when it's when it's when you've got the right underlying motives. Right. Yeah. For sure. And, and I think that's necessary. A soldier in war needs a certain type of anger mm-hmm. that that um, can easily get out of control. We see that happen all the time. Right. But without a certain type of anger, you're not going to be effective and you're probably not going to survive. So God gives us emotions to take us to certain places that we need to be in a particular area. Fear, for example. Right. We don't want to have fear, but God gives us fear on purpose because sometimes we need that. The, the fight or flight thing has to kick right. in. And so for survival, we need a certain fear. Right. But we can't be dominated by fear or we also can't survive. You know, joy is something that's good, but it's not. The, it can't be the dominant or only well, emotion. That was the premise of Inside Out. At the end, they discovered that joy couldn't drive all the time, right. and sadness was needed. Yeah, you got to have, have both. Right, right. And, and and so if you, if we recognize that all of the emotions that we feel in themselves are they're really more tools than anything else. It's 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 not that any of these emotions are evil in themselves, right. but what they do in us. If we leave them to be uncontrolled, it, it's going to be a very, very bad situation. Right. So, yeah, there's there are lots of applications of positive anger. Mm-hmm. Anger is uh, is a part of the emotion that drives a competitive nature. It's part of the emotion that drives us to fight against injustice, to stand up for the weak. If I see somebody, uh, you know, who is um, you know, beating up a little old lady in the street. I'm going to get angry, right. and, that, and that anger is going to cause me to act. But that anger has to be uh, tempered by not just my anger and outrage with the injustice, but my love for the victim right. as well. I think the bottom line is, <clears throat> with all this, is it just can't be in control. It, cannot it can't be, be driving you. You have to be... And that's really Paul's point. That's what he's getting right. at, is, is if, I, if I let it control me, if I let it drive... 
then the devil gets the wheel. He's going to be the one that's taking us where he wants us to go rather than where God wants us to go. So as we're doing it, we have to, you know, we have to recognize that, that there's more to this than whatever it is that has us angry. Mm-hmm. And that's where anger tends to distract us is it gets us focused on this temporal realm. It takes us out of our purpose of being ambassadors for Christ, of uh, of recognizing, like the old lady TikTok video that you showed me, uh, the, the, the old lady TikTok video. <laughs> that you know, this, this is a moment in yeah, time. A blip. You know, it, less than a hundred years, right. as she said, to eternity, right. and we have to live with eternity. She said in it's mind. not going to amount to a hell of beans. That's one of my favorite expressions. Well. Yeah, that was good. But if we if we look at uh, God's intent for his church, his purpose for us here, it's, it's to love, to love through his church. And we use the somewhat cheesy acronym on, on Sunday because, you know, sometimes I like a cheesy acronym here and there. It, 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 if we look at love as the acronym for let others view eternity, God intends to let others view eternity through his church. Mm-hmm. We are their picture of him. And if we let our anger because somebody... You know, it was taking too long at the drive-thru or, you know, doesn't move when the green light turns, you know, uh, or whatever. They're standing too close to us at the, at the grocery store. Uh, I see somebody without a mask or I see somebody with a mask when I think it's inappropriate. And I get focused on these temporal things. Then I'm distracted from the fact that the only reason that I'm here is to bring glory to God. And I do that by loving others, by reflecting the reality of Christ's character in every single relationship that I have, whether it's a, an intimate relationship or a passing relationship, whatever it is. But if I let that distract me, then I'm not going to be fulfilling my purpose. And that's pretty crucial for us. So, you know, we need to, to keep in mind, like you said, don't, don't let it control. And, and if we hold on to it, we're going to let it control us. I mean, right. that's the longer it stays with us, the more control it has, the bigger the handle is that the devil gets to take hold of. And we, if we, the sooner we deal with it, and when I, and I and I do mean deal with it. I don't mean suppress it. I mean mm-hmm. if there is a cause, we need to address that cause. We need to speak speak frankly, speak the truth in love. If someone has wronged us, uh, particularly if it's a brother or sister in Christ, then we need to address that with them as family as siblings in Christ honestly not with passive aggressive silliness um, not with you know sarcasm and retorts but hey you know what you did that hurt me or or, I don't think that was right so that we can talk through this and get it dealt with and if we don't get it dealt with it's just gonna fester and you know negative emotions uh, less and Leslie Parrott say this in their marriage materials negative emotions that get buried have a high rate of resurrection eventually it comes back and if you've seen any zombie movies which i don't watch zombie movies but you understand the principle when they come back from the dead they are destructive right. that's what happens with our negative emotions that emotions. are that are like that bg song <laughs> nice yeah, i have not i don't think i've heard you quote the bgs before oh i love so the bgs that, that's good stuff um so. you know bob ross yeah, not I mean, personally. Not personally, but, cool, because so he's dead. Yeah, former um, senior NCO in the Air Force. So Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to bring up. Do you know he died when he was only 52? I did not know that. Guess how old I am. Yee. Um, he was a big smoker. Um, I am not. So there you go. He also had hair, and I do not. Yeah. See, might, you're nowhere near It's entirely right. possible that the hair is the deciding factor there. But anyway. Entirely possible. Bob Ross. He also had a pet squirrel. Um, 
You're out. Not likely to um, <laughs> He was uh, a master sergeant mm. in the military. And he, so he spent that time. Um, specifically the Air Force. Let's not leave that important Sorry. detail out. He's a master sergeant in the Air Force. All hail the zoomies. And uh, my dogs get the zoomies every night. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he, I read a quote from him, and I'm going to misquote it, obviously. But he basically said during that time, he was the guy that had to scream at people and, you know, say, do this, you know, clean that. Blah blah blah, and so he spent so Not many years. Not the picture years, that you normally. Well, that's not, that's the point. That's what he was making. So he made a he made a decision after he got out of the military for yelling at people and you know criticizing them for so many years that he was never going to raise his voice again, and so the Bob Ross that we all know was just this very calm, happy trees kind of guy, hmm. and so I thought that's really an kind of an interesting picture because right. I'm sure that Bob Ross got angry, and I don't know what he did in his personal life. I know that he was married thrice. Um, you know way more about Bob Ross I, than I do. I really like Bob Ross. Um, his second wife died. He's but, um, supremely popular right now. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting that he said, I'm not going to let this take yeah. control anymore. Because I think it would have been very easy, like you mentioned earlier, with, with military people uh, in particular, that you get used to being kind of ingrained in that lifestyle where everything's kind of intense. Um, and then you step out of yeah, it. I think, and some he's, people, I think he was a... a if I'm not mistaken, I think he was a drill instructor. Yeah, yeah. Which, so he's yelling at people. And in the whatever. Air Force, that is a that's a full time gig. Right. You know, the Army. And rotates, I don't know how many but, years he did it, but he was master sergeant. I imagine several. Um, so yeah, but for him to make just that conscious decision, I'm done with that. I'm not going to get angry anymore. And because of that, he's he's very therapeutic to a lot of people just watching his show. But that's kind of it's a very uh, calming voice. Yeah, and he's got a pet squirrel. So what's not to like? Um, Anyway, that's kind of a weird way to end the show, but I just thought that was a picture of controlling well, that. Why should the ending be different than that's anything true. else? We, we have so control your else. anger, be like Bob Ross, be like, be like Paul. <laughs> well, yeah, just, you know, remember the, the mercy that we received. You right. know, my anger toward others, my, the bitterness that I hold on to, that, that resentment, that, that unforgiveness. We didn't even uh, talk about resentment. That, that whole deal, that, that negates and... and forgets that I've been forgiven right. an unpayable debt. Whatever some other sinner does to me as a sinner is small in comparison to what I've done to a holy God. Well, that's what I was trying to get in the song that I wrote. You know. Yeah, I thought you captured it really I, well. Because uh, I've done horrible things to other people, just in general, whatever, I'm sure. Was that and the second verse? Or that was the bridge. Um, it was great. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, but when you realize... That all of all the horrible things that I've done, that that's been taken care of. Then how can I hold on to anything? Right. You know, and I'm guilty of it. I've I've done that. I've like we've talked about before. I've been through a pretty gnarly marriage and divorce and whatever. And I held on to things for a long time. I held on to things with friends and blah blah blah. But right. it's not doing me any favors. It's just hurting myself. Drinking poison, thinking the other person's gonna die. Right. It, you know, and, and Jesus was very direct about it. it that. The logic of that is pretty obvious, pretty simple. But he went so far as to say, if you don't forgive your brother or sister from your heart, whoever it is that wronged you, right. if you don't get that right in your heart, if you don't come to terms with that and, and extend grace, God will not forgive right. you. God You've, will not give you grace. And you told me this before a few years ago. You said, forgive, forgiveness you know, means forgiveness, but you don't have to be stupid. 
Yeah. Like just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you're going to let them hurt continuously right. hurt you. I'm or letting whatever. them off my hook, but <clears throat> right. that doesn't mean I'm going to stand in their crosshairs either. Right. I think we get that confused a lot. It's okay thinking, to duck. Right. I think we get that confused a lot. Like if I forgive them, that means I'm just going to let them walk all over me again. Yeah. That's, I, that's a fine line. There are a lot of, I mean, that gets kind of complicated right. in a lot of ways, but you know, you see that in abuse situations right. when, when we have this codependency that happens that it, it's not, because really what, what ends up happening in those situations is very seldom actually forgiveness. We don't sure, actually right. forget that and let that go and, and cancel that debt. We just keep it in our pocket. Right. But I have to come back to this. I have to let it keep happening. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, you know, we'll probably inevitably throughout the this next, uh, throughout June, uh, have various references that will inevitably come up due to LGBTQ plus XYZ Pride Month. And uh, if that sounded dismissive, I almost apologize. But I, I, I just... I have someone, a real problem with any celebration of sin, period. Period. That the, the entire, I kind of now lost track of where I was going, but <laughs> as, we're, as we're processing these things, the anger about the sin is appropriate. But it has to be governed by, not just tempered by, it has to be governed by a love for the person. If I'm angry because you sin and your sin looks different than my sin, then I'm, I am the one in sin. I've missed it. But as we're dealing with these things, and I will confess, I get angry every time a new you know, local pride, you know, Harbor Country pride, which is not pride in Harbor Country, it's gay pride in Harbor Country, when every time I see one of these signs in my neighborhood, uh, there's an anger that comes up in me. And I have to choose to let that go. because the, not, not because the anger is inappropriate, but because it holds me captive, right. not someone Nobody else. Nobody else cares if you're... And it keeps me right. from, if I'm, if I'm focused on that anger, it keeps me from loving mm-hmm. these folks who are hurting themselves. And if I actually care about God's will, then I need to love these people, not support what is hurting them. And that's, that's where this kind of came from, is back to what you were saying about, I can forgive. That doesn't mean I have to go along with it. Right. You punch me in the face, I can turn you the other cheek. But... That doesn't mean I'll let you punch me again. The, the, <laughs> I, you know, it is okay to duck. Right. I, I, that, that's not the point that Jesus is making. Right. His point was, you need to go above and beyond what is logical to you. That's, that's the entire point of turn the other cheek, walk, you know, walk an extra mile when you're carrying the soldier's gear. You need to do these things that are illogical in the flesh that go beyond. But it is not in any way to say you need to stand there and be a target and say, please do harm to me. Right. Instead, what I need to be doing is demonstrating love. I need to go out of my way to love. In the same way, when, when we have people that we care about who are in sin, we don't just say, hey, you're good. Go ahead. Keep on doing it. Because that's the opposite of love. If we love someone, then we need to be truthful. We need to be honest. Hey, when you hit me, that's bad. You know, that, that's not okay. Because I'm not loving them if I allow them to continue in sin unchecked without doing something about that. Right. So there are complicated issues that come out of many of these things. They're not nearly as complicated as we make them, but because of our own sinfulness and our own hearts, it makes things more complicated than it actually is. 
uh, we were doing pretty well on time, and I just wrecked that. No, you're so. good. I think that was important, and it kind of gives a little more insight into what we're. And we've pretty be. much become a 45 minute podcast. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so. Don't say that because then we'll go to like an hour, yeah. and I ain't got the time. <laughs> uh, we would have been more on time if we wouldn't have struggled with our little setup here, but you guys didn't see that part, so never happened. Uh, <laughs> and yet we're still at 44 minutes and we haven't signed off. I'm yet, sorry. So. <laughs> now I'm rambling. Thank you guys for listening. Um, rambling is what we do best. That's our uh, Patreon episode that you have to pay for. Um, <laughs> today, what yeah, this Because everybody been, really wants This that, would have so. been a great episode for something to rant about, the anger one. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at somethingreal at reallifeonline.org or you can leave us a message on Facebook or YouTube or we do have a Twitter now, which is somethingrealp1 uh, on Twitter. And there's a Real Life uh, Community Church Twitter account as well, so you can look that up while you're on the uh, tweeting platform. Uh, did I leave, say a voicemail? You can leave us voicemail on the Anchor app if you use that for your podcasts or at uh, the church here itself, which is 269-756-RL. CC. Uh, if you listen on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on, uh, be sure to give us a rating or comment. That really helps to boost the algorithm and, and uh, get us out there to other people. So uh, the video content, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, if you want to comment or share, that helps as well. If you find any of this useful or... <laughs> or Intellectually stimulating, yeah. spiritually edifying. Or if you just like random pop culture references. There you go. Who doesn't? We will stop there. I think I'm gonna go back. This if might you be, want to talk about who the best Hulk was, you know that's fine. Email Rich directly for that one because I'm out. Now, since one calls the heart is off, I have nothing to talk about, <laughs> nothing to contribute. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week.